0: You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus.
1: Hello and welcome to the second half of our Legends Cup show. We are back from Seattle. I'm your host, Adri Mallows. And back with me once again is...
0: One and
2: only.
1: Marcus Henson. How are you, sir?
2: Not bad. Back in the UK. Uh, missing the US. Although glad to be back. Ready to get back down to business yeah a bit of a strange
1: one isn't it because you know when you get onto the journey home you just want to be home and then when you get back home you're like oh man i really want to be back out there just sum up in a few words your whole seattle experience
2: in a very typical sort of american word awesome
1: oh, so you're going to go with it one word rather awesome. than a few words you're just going to go with awesome awesome fair enough in I- a bad american accent
2: awesome
1: <laughs> well that's okay because a lot of them were trying to do english accents weren't they so i think i think we now think have a even. free pass to do bad even. american accents
2: yeah. I've, I've used mine on awesome there you go <laughs>
1: well I'm now done. we'll break out i'm sure then later on. in the show at some point or maybe even <laughs> <laughs> next season we shall see now In this episode, we're going to be breaking down our thoughts from the Legends Cup itself. And we will also be joined by one of the Legends Cup winners. We will also be going through our annual LFL Awards, which remember, we have a few silly ones this year. We have a few serious ones, but we'll come back to those later in the show. Join us after this short break for our Legends Cup review.
0: International Podcast
2: Day is September 30th and you can help spread the word. International Podcast Day is dedicated to promoting podcasting worldwide. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. First, head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Second, use hashtag podcastday to join in the conversation. Remember September 30th. Now, let's start the conversation.
1: Well, now, Marcus, the dust has settled. The confetti has rained down. The Legends Cup is well and truly over. Where shall we start with our review of the game itself?
2: It's kind of a game of two halves. I mean, you as dominant as Seattle say. were, <laughs> yes, it's a game of two halves. Mr. Cliche, quarters, oh my word, are you really going to be that pedantic? Anyway, as dominant <laughs> as Seattle were in the first half, as dominant uh, Seattle you, were in the first half, You're kidding me. You're kidding me. As, as dominant as they were, I don't know what was said at halftime in the locker room, but Chicago came out and they owned the second half.
1: Let's focus back in on that first half. I mean, started off Seattle. Got possession of the ball, had a great first drive, finished up with that lovely little seven yard play action pass to Danica Brace. Who better to score the first touchdown in the Legends Cup in Seattle? And that crowd, just wow. Must have been about three, possibly three and a half thousand people. At times it was deafening.
2: Oh my word. Yeah. That was, that was one of the real experiences, wasn't it? Just literally soaking up. The atmosphere because i mean we were down like literally pitch side and it you couldn't hear yourself uh you hit third down chicago i think they, they did what they had to they they get down so close and then suddenly yeah, what a time for the defense to make a stand on, on, your, on your own goal line and it's just oh it was just brilliant because the entire crowd just roared i mean it was it, they were so far behind their team it was like having they say like that eighth man on the pitch like giving you that support.
1: At times, well, I think it was you that actually pointed this out to me at the time, but Heather was having to say to the centre, to Hallie, she's going to point to the floor when she wants to snap the ball. That's how loud and ridiculous the crowd was.
2: Yeah, you lost the audible snap count. Literally, it went to, to signalling. The, the crowd noise. But not only that is I and mean, for me, it was also just... I don't know. It seemed that I, the hype was just in the place because you know what the First half, Seattle players, they looked like they wanted it more. They looked more energized. They looked more focused. Don't know whether it was just Chicago who had come in like the day before on the plane, whether they were just, you know, a little jet lagged as well. And they just, just did not seem to be with it in that first half. There was just no sort of fire in their bellies as well.
1: I think that may be said for, for some of them, but I have to say there was one player who over the whole weekend really oh, impressed yeah. me. And even in the first half, I think it's not right to say that everyone in Chicago wasn't quite with it because Ali Alberts for me, I felt so bad for her as the game was going on especially that first half but she seemed to be really focused on that game and I mean look at when we were at the awards when we were speaking to Coach Hack she's coming down some of the plays she was going through with the coaches and I felt really bad to be taking up Coach Hack's time when she was that focused trying to get switched on for the game the following day
2: because she's just so focused and so into it she she commanded she's a general on that field you don't see actually how much she is actually directing it But the problem was, it was that defensive line for me. And that first half, they did not come out like the best D-line in the league.
1: No, they didn't. They did seem to be a bit lethargic. They just weren't getting to KK. She kind of had free roam. She was able to run out the pocket, able to make some passes, and all in all, like you say, Seattle kind of dominated that first half, and it showed with a twenty-nil lead at halftime.
2: I mean, I mean, the crowd was loud enough. Can you imagine going in at halftime, twenty points to nothing, up at home at the Legends Cup. It was crazy,
1: and yeah, and thinking on the flip side to that, can you imagine going into that locker room being twenty-nil down and the chewing out that we got from Coach Hack just for how we commented on the last? Eastern Conference Championship game. I would hate to have been a player in that
2: Chicago dressing room at halftime. That would have been intense, but you know what? I don't know what got said, but it was just what they needed because they came out and they flipped that game on its head. Um, we did have the, the fact that Seattle got the ball first in the second half. They managed to gain an advantage in, in, in the fact that they had the ball to, to their goods. that they didn't quite develop the, I don't know, the rhythm, the first half rhythm. There were a few times as well in that second half where... I'm sitting there watching Chicago get back, and Seattle had a chance to put the nail in the coffin. Uh, a few catches by Brim Render just getting dropped. I must admit, you know, no, don't get me wrong. Chicago fought back into it, and that was their half. But you know what? I mean, at 27, and when you know when it hits, sort of like of the the 27-14, and they're sort of like coming back into it, or was it 27-15? They could come back. The the intensity of that final quarter, and Chicago sort of brought themselves within a score.
1: And you just know, don't forget how they did that. We talked about how focused, um, Ali Alberts was, but I'm pretty sure it was at 27:15 when Ali Alberts got her interception, wasn't it? To then set up Chicago's next drive to get the, uh, the score that brought them within six
2: points. Oh, you know what? Fair play. Stevie Schnorr was definitely MVP in my books. You know, she, she helped maintain that run game for Seattle, which helped completely win the game in, in the fact the second half. They lost the, the second half as far as points go. They won it as far as time is possession meant they could kill that clock because Stevie just kept gaining five yards every single time. She was definitely worth MVP for her effort in the game. But man, you had to shout out for Ali Alberts to also be MVP. I mean, don't forget, apart from the awesome interception, completely diving backwards, she also threw for a touchdown. Let's not forget on that reverse option throw She's got such muscle strength that her their speed to close is awe-inspiring. It really is. I, the other one I want to actually give a good shout out on is Deandra Fry because we we saw the game plan for was basically Deandra is about what one twenty, maybe 5'2"? Yeah, exactly. And you could see that they were basically running Stevie, who's about five eight and about one seventy, right down her throat, like every single running play and you're like, right, this girl's giving away 60 pounds in weight, like six inches in height. She's just getting trucked over. Was she? Hell no. No, she was literally putting her shoulder into Stevie's gut play after play. It could have been devastating if she wasn't so dominant in the contain on the outside.
1: Yeah, she had some great solo tackles in that second half. I think she clocked up about four in the end because I was kind of keeping an eye on the the tackles and things like that. But um, she was magnificent, form tackling, beautiful, and then, as we say, it got really close right down to the end and came. Came down to the wire with, what, about 20 seconds left on the clock. Chicago had the chance, onside kick, to get a last drive or a couple more plays to then see if they could steal the victory from Seattle. But the onside kick, it was one of those balances where if you had a bit more room, maybe it would bounce over someone. But it just seemed to bounce up perfectly uh, into Gilmore's gut.
2: It hit the turf and just skipped right up into her hands. She's waiting for it. Go hit the turf and then that's it, unfortunately. It is uh, all she wrote. Indeed, and with that,
1: Seattle Mist are your Legends Cup champions. I mean, it's a great game when you do get the chance to watch it. Uh, If you've not already just watched it on Saturday, brilliant game to watch. You will thoroughly enjoy it. With that said, when we come back, we are going to be joined by one of the 2015 Legends Cup champions. Like your favorite LFL players and teams and receive breaking news stories. The LFL's official Facebook page, facebook.com slash my LFL. LFL Mobile, giving you access to the gridiron goddesses of the LFL with exclusive photos, videos, live game reporting and fan promotions. LFL Mobile, download on your Android or iPhone. Joining us on the show now is a young lady who is not only quarterback for the Seattle Mist, but... Also, in my opinion, wore the best shoes to the LFL Talk Awards, and that is KK Matheny. How are you, KK?
0: (laughs) Oh, man, I couldn't be better. How are you guys?
1: Yeah, we're doing very good, thank you. And those shoes, what was the story behind those, those beautiful sparkly boots you were wearing?
0: (laughs) Oh, you know, um, uh, I love Nike, and I do um, love shiny things, you know. Um, Even though I'm a sporty girl, I still love the shiny things, so... Uh, you know, those were my celebration shoes that only come out of the box on very special occasions. So since it was the award ceremony, I thought it permitting to rock those, even with my fancy dress I was wearing, um, you know, make a little fashion statement.
1: Uh, yeah. You did a, a grand job. I must say, I'm sure you agree, Marcus.
2: Uh, you never know. Maybe, uh, rocking out your inner shininess because you knew the, uh, the shiny trophy was coming home with you. <laughs>
0: Something like that, maybe. I do know that because we ended up winning, I wore them the very next night as well, which never happens. So again, a very special occasion for both uh, times that I wore those shoes.
1: Now, you've waited six years for this moment. How does it feel to be a Legends Cup champion?
0: Oh, my gosh. You know, it's crazy. It's really hard feeling to describe, but it is literally, obviously, like a dream come true. Everything that has led to this point has just all kind of exploded at once, and I've don't think we have stopped celebrating as a team since we won and i don't plan on it for at least 90 more days <laughs> but it's just i don't know it's an unbelievable feeling to just put in so much hard work and effort and just the culmination of all the teams that i've played on and then just this year to be the perfect situation the perfect team you know the perfect coaching staff the perfect staff the perfect fans just everything to come together. Uh just really, really um, you know, put icing on the cake this year and was just you know, beyond words. I can't even describe it.
2: You you actually mentioned there that uh uh, that this year so explain if you can like a little bit about what has been so different about this year compared to your, your last five years and what impact has has coach michelson and the mist had on you
0: you know it's kind of hard to explain as well but i know i'm, I'm lost for words so whenever we start talking about this i'll get all emotional but it's just i've played on some amazing teams with some amazing athletes and i definitely uh you know give all of them the credit and um, i'm my old coaching staff, the credit as well. Um, It's just different in the sense of the team was very unified um, from the beginning uh, when I came in and, you know, I just could tell that there was something different about the group of girls that I was playing with. We all, whether we are best friends or not, which, you know, obviously some of us are, we all respected each other so much to where on the field, nothing mattered but us getting the W. And, um, you know, playing with females, and you know, female athletes, sometimes that's hard to all have the same goal and the same mentality. But I can honestly say that that's what was different. That's what gave us our edge is that we never doubted each other. And we never thought that we were going to lose a game, even though we did lose the very first game in the season. We never thought that we were going to lose. And I guess being on other teams, I kind of feel like that's something that we didn't have. You know, like the will to not settle for second or the will to win um just above all odds um literally overcome all adversity on and off the field as a team unit and then with coach you know um with coach michelson just playing under him has grown me so much as a player and i feel like it's been able to not only let like my talent shine but everyone around me you know has just been just put everybody everybody i mean everyone that plays on our team i feel like is an all-star and um It's because he puts us in the positions to be able to make the plays that he knows we're capable of making, whereas maybe some other coaches are a little bit more conservative um, in the fact that they might not let us do everything and just say, hey, why don't you just go for it? You know, sometimes they might hold back a little bit. I love Coach Michelson um, because of it. He really allows um, me and our whole team to play this game like men. And I know I've said that a couple of times, but it's so true uh, when I say that. And whenever you allow us and say, here's the keys, you go do what you want with it. That's really what it is, is, you know, he puts us in the position to be successful and not just successful, but to be great. And, um, you know, that's what I've really, really loved and enjoyed, you know, the most about the season.
1: You mentioned that Coach Markson and also the the confidence and goals you had as a team, but if you could put your finger on maybe a few key points, where would you say the game itself was actually won and lost?
0: I don't think that teams really um, understood the complexity of our offense. So whenever we finally step on the field and we're um, going up against a defense, or going up against a different team, um, I don't think that they're fully prepared when they face us. Um, So we kind of catch people off guard because of our fast-paced offense. And, I mean, obviously, our defense is amazing, too, which is, you know, just is again icing on the cake but uh, being able to jump out on top of teams you know was definitely one of our biggest strengths going and playing Chicago I think that when we jumped on top of them in like in the, in the first half 20 to 0 um, right there they kind of had already kind of thrown in the towel um, just they weren't ready for it so um, you know and they're an amazing team they, it just I just don't know if they were uh, ready for like the fast pace of our offense so I guess that, that that's one of our key things. And then again, just the simple fact of us as a team unit and coaching staff, never once did we think we were going to lose that game. And even with all the doubters and everyone coming into the game, honestly, favoriting Chicago, they're bigger than us. They, you know, whoever, they, they look at They're they're athletic. They're really good. They have some beasts. Everybody giving us the underdog shot still as a team unit. We never doubted ourselves. And I think that those are the two points that really just highlights that win for us.
2: Huge win. And now that you have actually won the championship, a lot of people have been asking the same question is, can we expect you to be staying at Seattle for next year to be defending that title?
0: It's been a question that I've been asked now, um, you know, multiple times within the past two weeks, and I honestly can say I don't really know yet. I love um, the experience that I had up here this this year, and if I did decide to play again, it would only be for Coach Michaelson, um, just because of this has been the most fun I've had playing football is under him and with him and his coaching style. But I don't know. I like to say I'll leave it for the unknown. Uh, I'm enjoying our win right now and celebrating with my teammates and then I'll I'll cross that bridge when we get to it and and kind of see where where it all goes I I don't know if my playing days are over but Hey, you never know. So um, I'll leave you with that.
1: <laughs> That's fair <laughs> enough. Edging your bets, nice work. That's normally Marcus's job. But um, outside of the the Legends Cup itself and obviously the experience and the celebrations you're going through at the moment, what would you say has been your favourite Seattle experience?
0: I think that really it's been the combination of uh, the atmosphere here in Seattle around their sports has just been something that is infectious and it's very especially as a big sports buff myself it's been a lot of fun and just very enjoyable just going to you know their professional soccer team game their sounders games their mariners games um and now going to the seahawks game tonight and just the way that the the atmosphere is around the city around sports in general um i've really really like grown to love that and that's why like i could I mean, I love the city. I love it a lot. Uh, and I actually really enjoy the weather. I like the changes of seasons. It's turning, turning into fall up here and I enjoy my drives, uh, being able to look at the mountains. And that's been, uh, very, very different than, than Florida. Obviously, Florida is very flat. So you don't see a lot of hills or a lot of mountains. So it's just had some gorgeous scenery as well.
1: Well, if you like hills and you like changeable weather, you definitely need to head over to England, I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I would absolutely love that. That is on my bucket list. So I I can say I will be there shortly, I'm sure.
1: Well, if they are planning the All-Star game to come over here at some point in the not too distant future, you need to make sure you book your ticket.
0: (laughs) I will do my best to be on that All-Star list. That's for sure.
1: As always, KK, it's been a, a real pleasure having you on the show. I know myself and Marcus always uh, appreciate the time you take for us. Oh, of course.
0: Thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys.
1: And enjoy your victory celebrations, champ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, that sounds good, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> Indeed. The world's fastest growing sport arrives to YouTube. Legends Football League. Break their confidence. Keep breaking their confidence. They've got nothing. They want to brawl. They don't want to fight football. Intensity. Beauty. Subscribe to this channel and gain
0: access into locker rooms inside the Huddle. Get to know your favorite players. The one thing I want to do is just make everyone happy. Give
1: 100%. And only games in high definition. Subscribe and never miss out on LFL action.
2: This is Lauren Ziegler with the Elena Steam, and you're listening to the LFL Talk with Adrian Marcus.
1: It's now time for our annual LFL Talk Awards, but this year we've given them a slight twist just to be different. So we have come up with three sensible awards and three silly awards. Now, to fill you in on the awards, here's my awesome co host. Marcus Henson.
2: They were. Best Trash Talker. Now, we gave a lot of consideration to this. You know, it wasn't just the person who, who like, cursed the most. That's not what we were looking for. We were looking for someone who, who gave as good as they get. And you know what? It's not surprising when we come to our winner is... Best Trash Talker adrian
1: pennell there was a few close calls but this year as as she mentioned herself on our earlier show danica brace has been doing her best to clean up her trash talk so that unfortunately did only leave
2: room for one winner absolutely and a very worthy winner indeed
1: then we had the Warpaint award there was quite a few good ones I think was it Heather Hudson who had the the war paint with the um, American flag yeah that's it the war black in the the American flag which was really good we had the scary clown I believe as well didn't we from Chantel Taylor
2: oh Chantel Taylor oh that was weird and then we had Leanne Harding with that skull motif but the winner was
1: the war paint award
2: Ty Emery for some proper Maori war paint couldn't really argue that I mean
1: I quite like this scary clown because I just got a about that, anyway, yeah, the, <laughs> that sounds really bad, then doesn't it? I've
2: got a thing, about
1: that scary
2: glass. Really, bad. <laughs> Anywho. miss social media. We sort of uh, had a little bit of play around on Twitter and Instagram, just trying to find stuff that made us laugh, really. You know, stuff that you know was profound in some cases, downright silly in others. It's a silly award, let's have some fun with it. So, of course. After going through that, there could have been only one winner, and she was... Miss Social Media.
1: Our fellow Englishwoman, Audra Marie, the sideline reporter for the LFL. That's right, a little twist there. But she's kept us brilliantly amused. Maybe it's because we've got the similar sense of humour with the English thing going on. Who knows? But some of the things she's been posting uh, have had me literally peeing my pants.
2: Or oh, of course Hercules. Hercules. I think it could be a joint winner here. Actually, you
1: think? You think? Uh, oh well, maybe. I still want to see things Possibly. physically from his point of view. So maybe when yeah, that happens, maybe yeah. maybe we'll then get the we'll uh, the Audra, uh, if you're
2: listening, we want to see his point of view.
1: Yeah, not just hear it. We want to see it. But congratulations, <laughs> Audra, on winning the social media award now we come on to the more serious awards and I'm going to let young Marcus start with his award which was Marcus's most improved player award
2: Yes, it was, it was me who was uh, left with the dubious honor to try and sort of look through this year's game film to try and find someone who's gone from a relative unknown to a powerhouse that you should know. And you know what? There was a lot of great people here who, who were in contention. One front runner for a while was Megan Hansen of the Seattle Miss. You remember her her first game getting chewed out by uh, Coach Michelson uh, and then the steps she made to be just a, a dominant force for the Seattle Mist on the uh, offensive and defensive line. But the one player who really, for me, sort of developed was constantly becoming almost like a linchpin for, for the, her team. And that is my award winner. Marcus's most improved player award. Nika of the Chicago Bliss. She's playing linebacker. She's playing O line tight end. You know what? Her skills, as far as blocking development, and also that sort of pass rush, really sort of stemmed itself because I found that throughout the year, she's come from just you know being able to sort of block. She's managed to shed those blocks and sort of be a threat in the passing game, kind of like Dina Vergiano. And then as a defender. Great in the run stop and just a great hitter as well. Great form. And so for me, she has been the person who I really know has improved this year. And so she's right, royally deserved this. Congratulations, Neka Nwani.
1: I couldn't agree with you more, my friend. I mean, there's been some great contenders for this award this year, but I think you definitely got the right choice. It's been great to see her evolve over the last couple of years um, as a player on the field and starting to become one of the leaders of that defensive line, which is no easy feat when you have the likes of Yashi Rice and Chantal Taylor, and now she kind of seems to belong. You talk about the three rather than the two now, don't you? Yeah, and that's that, that's the
2: way it should be. Um Well and truly deserved. Which should mean now, I believe we come on to your award.
1: I have an award, you say. You have uh, an yes. award, I say. <laughs> Maybe I do. We have andres All Rounder. Now this is an award that is going to the player who's played both sides of the ball or had to play multiple positions. And there's been some contenders, again, very similar to the most improved player. There's been some players who have really stepped up this year. We've seen Mo Gax having to step in at centre as well as play a middle linebacker and to a point make that position her own where they were actually picking her over the starting centre in LA because of how well she was doing and the block she was putting out and leading for Carmen Borso Can't not talk about Ali Alberts with her being a dual threat at receiver and how she's come on at safety this year. But at the same time, there can be only one winner, really, this year, can't there? I mean, we're talking about someone who plays middle linebacker. She was playing Rover Safety. Uh, She plays tight end as well. She was making plays on offense, scoring touchdowns, making some incredible tackles on defense. Andres
0: All-Rounder.
1: The one, the only, Danica Brace. Congratulations, Danica, on being Adrie's all-rounder.
2: Yep, absolutely. Just like Highlander, there can be only one. Uh, Delica Brace, for me, ticks all the right boxes. Um, she's got that mix of being able to play offense and defense at both such a high caliber.
1: And now we come on to the big one. The Fan's Player of the Year. Now, the voting was quite close. I think it came down to uh, the odd couple of votes, but there is a winner.
2: A winner, you say?
1: I do indeed say a winner. The Fan's Player of the Year is KK Matheny. After the Legends Cup, we had a chance to catch up with KK and present her with your award. Here is what she had to say.
0: Wow, that is amazing. I didn't even know you guys were doing this and... uh... Wow. Thank you so much. And, uh, thank you to the fans. Um, I don't know if I'm deserving of such an award, but, um, I really, really appreciate it and am humbled by it. You know, honestly, without the fan support, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Absolutely love hearing from the fans and talking to, talking to our fans. And they really continue to, um, surprise me and drive me, um, as an athlete and as a player. And it's just been, an amazing year and i thank you guys so much for that that's that's really really cool thank you so much
1: Weebly.com. That's SpamheadProductions.Weebly.com now, before we sign off, Marcus, I think it's only right that we take a moment to thank all of the players and coaches from both the Seattle Mist and Chicago Bliss for making us feel so, so, so welcome um, throughout the entire Legends Cup trip. It is an absolute pleasure to meet everyone and a big, big thank you for looking after us.
2: Yeah, and uh, a massive thank you uh, to all the guys behind the scenes working at LFL, uh, Omar, Casey, Amy, Colton and Connor, those guys looking after us and just generally letting us sort of tail on. And, and help them out it was an amazing experience for us and we're really grateful
1: and finally a thank you to Mr Mortaza, of course for allowing us the opportunity to cover the league and having such great access to the final and to uh, interview the players on a weekly basis Now, remember, all of our shows are available on the LFL 360 website. That's www.lfl360.com forward slash radio. Uh, We are also downloadable on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and our more recent shows are rebroadcast on the Awake Radio Network. If you want to get in touch with us, guys, remember...
0: Hey, guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com.
1: Or you can tweet us at ballhawksnest, at Audrey Mallows,
2: at Marcus underscore innuendo.
1: And it pays me to say it, but until the next LFL season, football fans, stay safe, take care, thanks for stopping by.